So our fascia, our feeling, our sensation organ is actually speaking to us through sensations like the chills, butterflies in your belly, when you can't swallow, or you walk into a room when you feel your pelvic floor contract. Hello, welcome to the Active Ingredient Podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Wheel, and this is your destination for all things growth. Hello, welcome back to the Active Ingredient Podcast. Hope you're doing amazing. And we are back with a fabulous interview. I cannot wait to get into what this topic and who our guest is and all of that good stuff. But before we get into it, I wanted to give, you know, just general updates. Maybe some of you noticed that we did not do an episode last week. We are switching teams. The team is changing and growing and we kind of took a a week to calibrate and I'm just really excited for all things happening over here at Active Ingredient. We have such incredible guests lined up that feel just so in alignment and very clear solo themes. I'm also always, always happy to listen to anything that you guys want me to talk about or to like you know, go a little bit deeper on from a solo perspective, or even a guest, if you have any ideas of who you think would be an ideal guest for the show, I'm, I'm all ears and my DMS are always open, but yeah, we have a lot of really exciting things happening with active ingredient. We are launching something in the fall and I'm committing to doing one community event per month through the rest of the year. I just got back to Miami from being in New York for the whole month of May. And I was primarily there for just doing a ton of activations for one of our clients. And the whole theme of the month of May for Mental Health Awareness Month was to do events for connection and community. And being in those rooms and seeing just the level at which people genuinely appreciated it and genuinely made connections that just seemed so like-minded and aligned I feel so invigorated and so inspired to do it in our active ingredient community way, which, you know, we did the first one this year and I, I still talk about it as like a very clear indication to me that I want to take things offline a little bit more and really just create spaces that are like chill and aligned places that we can all kind of congregate, meet each other. And I'm committing to doing one active ingredient, yoga, and coffee per month through the rest of the year. And I will be sharing the June one soon. It's going to be happening in the next few weeks in Miami. And yeah, I just feel really inspired by being in the city and just seeing with my own eyeballs, like how much people genuinely, genuinely in their souls are craving that in-person touch point. And I know in my soul, I crave it. And I really felt so nourished from doing that first event this year. So keep an eye out for that. And what we have coming out in the fall is very, very exciting. And it's really all with the intention of, I mean, creating things that just feel like exactly what I want to be creating. And also just with the listeners in mind who are, because I say everything is a mirror, it's literally a mirror of what my interests are as well. So a lot of exciting things. And I also wanted to say, obviously May is the month for mental health awareness month. I was in New York for mental health awareness programming and I am exhausted. I am so happy that we did it and everything came out so incredible, but I feel like I need an entire month of 
just my own mental health, like relaxation, grounding. And I was talking to my sister this morning because I I really don't think about astrology that much. It's like, you know, like a lot of people swear by it and like live their life through their astrological sign. I do swear by human design, which is influenced by astrology. It's like one of the main pillars of human design, but like astrology as a standalone does. It's just not something that like, I have like nothing against it. I just like have never really felt super, super called to it. But this morning I was talking to my sister, I'm a cancer. And I was just like, I feel like more than ever, just how overt my cancer qualities are. And that like, I literally go to New York and it's like, I feel like I'm just like going and it's very like outward facing, meeting new people, putting myself in uncomfortable situations, like just like meetings and podcasting and like just doing a lot of things that require a lot of my soul and energy from like an external perspective. And then I come back to Miami and it's like, I, I very much only spend time with like very, very close people and I'm in nature. I need to be in the ocean. Like it's a very, very grounding. And I'm like, damn, like that, it really is so cancer of me. And it's just very, very obvious. But I just think that I wanted to call that out because it's like, you could see someone doing things and it's amazing and cool. And like that lasts for a period of time. And like we as human beings, whether you're a cancer or not, I'm just like saying that because I was talking about it this morning, we need rest and we need to recalibrate and ground. And it is not normal to be operating at that level all the time. And I am really taking this month to ground myself, to just do the things that feel so just nourishing to my soul. I am saying no to anything that feels like it's overextending myself. And I wanted to share that here because I just don't think a lot of people talk about that of like when you're go, 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 go all the time. And like, that's what, what you're posting a lot of, it really requires, at least for me, equal amounts, if not more of grounding and relaxing and breathing. I mean, breathing always, but like very intentional time to, I guess like the best way I can put it is like cocoon in. <laughs> it's like going into my little crab shell, but all in all, just such a great time in New York. And every single time that I'm there, I was also there in the whole month of May, which is the best month the whole year round, in my opinion. So I was under the May spell. I'm like literally on street easy, like about to get an apartment in Park Slope because I'm obsessed. So keep an eye out for just like very chill, nice, active ingredient, yoga and coffee hangouts. I feel like we can all really use it. I can. And I'll keep you guys posted on what's happening in the fall as we get closer. But with all of that, I am excited to get into this week's episode. It's something, it's a topic that I just feel so incredibly passionate about. And I'm just so happy that I was able to have truly one of, if not the leading expert on this topic, which is all about body intelligence and really being able to tune into our bodies as these vehicles that are communicating with us. What is in alignment? What is not in alignment? What feels like gutturally true to you and what feels just disconnected or that you're doing it for reasons that are not aligned with your soul. And there's real science behind this. And I think that just like all of us, as we like, listen, it just makes so much sense that like, at least for me, I don't need that much science to back this up for me. It's just like, it all tracks. And I'm just really happy that I was able to have like truly one of the leading experts in the world speak to 
body intelligence, what it's doing for us and how we can simply not escape it, not to scare anyone, but just it's, we're not escaping it. With that said, this week's episode is with the one and only Lauren Roxborough, also known as Low Rocks, and people refer to her as the body whisperer. She is a globally known body worker, fascia expert, and movement educator whose healing techniques and thought leadership has been sought after by everyone from pro athletes like LeBron James to celebrities like Gwyneth Paltrow. And her mission is to help all of us tune in to the whispers of the body. Like there really is no need to just take it to that level of like it's screaming and to be able to identify what our body is telling us. In this episode, we get into all things fascia, the fascial system, what it is, what it's doing for us and why it has emerged as one of the most important and least understood systems of the body, capturing the attention of medical wellness, scientific, and mental health fields. We also get into how to silence the noise around us to actually listen to our body cues, ways that we can proactively release stagnant energy in our body and make way for clear bodily communication. We get into different types of body work that we can seek from healers and also ways that we can do body work on ourselves and so much more. So with that, Lo, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is a topic that is so top of mind for me, and you are the biggest expert in this category. So thank you for being here. Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so I kick off every episode asking the guest what they were like as a kid that they remember and any qualities or childlike qualities that people Mm. in your life would say about you or like characteristics that would describe you. And if you feel like those characteristics are in your life today. Ooh, great question. Yes. I guess my superpower has always been being really connected to my body and being, you know, listening to the messages of my body. And and I use that actually really well in my sports. So I was really, really good at swimming when I was younger, a really fast sprinter. And so my coaches were like, you could go to the Olympics. And but I just wasn't really into that kind of discipline and focus. But yeah, that served me well, and it's totally what I'm doing now. I mean, of course, I went off the path quite a bit, you know, okay, I get which into we'll that. dive into. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I have come back around to knowing that that is part of my my gift. So, so sport, like, were your parents putting you in sports, or did you seek it out? What and what was it about sports that excited you? The pool was close to my house, and my mom probably just needed a break. I was like five, and so I started swimming. This, you know, we had a swim team. Loved it, having the community and the camaraderie of, you know, working together with teammates. And then I got into the competition and started enjoying it. And then I've totally burnt out, you know, by the time I was done at UC Santa Barbara. Did you think you were going to be pro athlete? I did. I played water polo at UCSB. And then I realized, you know what? What are you going to do with this sport at the end is go to the Olympics and then what? So I just kind of like realized I did retire in my third year of college. Do you remember what that process was like of saying, okay, we've been doing this. We've been on the track for this. Everyone's reinforcing it in you that you have the the potential and capacity to go that Mm -hmm. way. How did you choose to stop? I totally threw a wrench in the whole thing and decided to go study abroad in Florence, Italy. And that is where I really tuned into my sensuality. Which really? is a big piece of Not surprised. Back. Italy. <laughs> Florence. I know, right? That's where I lived. Florence. Oh my yeah, God. Fidenze. So that's where I realized. I don't need to be swimming in chlorine all the time for the rest of my life. And I just started getting into food more and movement in different ways and, you know, connecting with people. And, you know, that 
beautiful sensuality, even the way they speak in Italy, they speak with almost more movement in their mouth because they're not so uptight. Yeah. And they slow down and they enjoy food and presence and love. And they're always hugging and cuddling and kissing and, you know, making out in the streets. So there's, (laughs) there was so much beauty in that. Yeah, exactly. I learned a lot on that trip. How long were you there there for? Just like six months a semester. Okay. And I didn't want to come back. I I mean, I was going to say, how did you come back? I had a boyfriend. An so, Italian boyfriend? No, you know, an American boyfriend, oh, okay. you know, in the States. So that kind of got me back. Okay. So you come back. And at what point do you start to tap into health and wellness through the lens of this potentially being your career path? Yes, actually. So after I graduated from university, I traveled all over the world. I went to New Zealand, Australia, Bali, Fiji, Tahiti. And I started realizing like, you know what? I don't want to get like a desk job. So I took that gap year, you know, between college mm-hmm. and like, real life. And in that time of traveling, and I went with my one of my best friends, who's my cousin, and we just I just realized I wanted to do something really creative and much more about the body. And like the whole time I was like giving her little movements and, you know, training her essentially through our whole trip. We were having so much fun doing it. And I thought, you know what? What if I could make this a career? So that was that was You're the very early piece. on. Yeah, really was early on. Was there anyone around you that was doing things that kind of opened your mind to that? Because I find people Not like really. you to be unicorns. Like if there's no, because <laughs> we nowadays, started so early. nowadays know. different paths are kind of more common. Like that's not off yeah. the beaten path right now. No. So you just totally came up with this on your own. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I mean, I studied nutrition, exercise, physiology at UCSB along with art history as well. But I just thought, you know what? I'm going to just try this. So I became a trainer and then I decided to learn all these other modalities. I got really into Pilates. This is way back in like 2000 before anyone was. Actually, my mom. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to try that. So of course, I got into it right when I got back from that trip and became completely obsessed, brought in that mind-body connection right away. And then I went on a journey of all my 20s studying all these other modalities. And then it really turned for me when I discovered structural integration. That was when I was about 28. And this is before anyone knew what fascia was. And that's where I was introduced to the work of Ida Rolf, who is the woman that discovered fascia in the Western world. And so she was a rocket scientist in the 1960s. And she actually was studying the human body and gravity. And she looked at the body and discovered this system called fascia and that she realized the importance of fascia. And we'll talk about what it is in a few minutes. But how important it was for all overall health, for vitality, for life force energy, and for even diseases. How so this did was you in the 1960s. Hands on that information, right? So I was working with a pro athlete at the time. She was a, actually an Olympian volleyball player, and she's go. She goes, "You got to go meet my guy down in Laguna Beach." I was living in Manhattan Beach at the time. You got to go try this this structural integration. And I was like, whatever, I've been doing all these other things. I totally know everything. Like I was like, I know everything, of course, right? And then there was this whole other piece. So I was introduced to a teacher down there at that age. And I did a session. And the first time I got off the table, I said, I feel like I had 10 years of physical therapy and 10 years of emotional therapy. And I was like, I have to learn this. This has what to be part of my to toolbox. You exactly. Like talk to us <laughs> about what you experienced. Well, it's quite unique. And it's something that I, you know, have been doing my whole career now now or up until now. And essentially, it's so different than, you know, we we call it body work. You can't call it massage because to me, massage, there's benefits to massage, but really you're a piece of meat laying on a table and nothing's changing. <laughs> I, okay, wait, Lauren, that's really funny because I literally call myself Kobe beef. 
I'm literally like at the end of a massage because I go often. To- I love it. I love it. I'm like, I'm literally Miss Kobe Beef. Okay. Yeah. What's the difference between massage? No, and massage it's great. And- so massage yeah. is great, but it's not going to re- like for long term benefits to change like your biomechanics, your posture, the way you breathe, the way you walk, the way you move through life. It's not going to change those things. It's going to calm your nervous system down. It's going to bring in circulation and blood flow, help you flush lymph. But body work is different, especially structural body work, because you look at the person walking around in gravity. You're watching what is going on. Where are they holding blockages, whether they're physical or emotional or even spiritual blockages? So essentially, you're watching the person walk. For me, I I actually got like x-ray vision. So it enhanced my already known kind of kinesthetic intelligence and gave me this whole other level. So that's what is quite exciting to me because it's like I could see this whole other layer of the being, the human being. It was like this whole other layer. So you can see things physically, structurally, like biomechanically, posturally, and you can see where trauma is being stuck and held. You can see where emotions are being held and energy and lymph and even like fat is part of it as well. You can actually see it. And it's not that it's on all the time. People are like, how can you have that on all the time? I don't have it on all the time. I turn it on when I want to bring it on, but I can see it and I can really help people create these massive shifts. So they, you watch them walk, then you lay them on the table and then you're talking and dialoguing the whole time. You're asking them what's going on in your life. Where are you feeling held back? What inspires you? What actually, you know, what are your core values? All of these things Deep, deep layers of emotional wellness. So, so are you seeing the body up. do something yeah. as Massive. you're asking? Okay. Like laughing, coughing, sighing, like undulation happening. People will like roll over. They'll kind of, yeah, emote things out. And that's actually, that's the trauma, the tension, the toxins or the emotions releasing out of the body. Okay, so you did this <laughs> session that you were like, this is everything. This is emotional yeah. release, spiritual release, physical, all of it. Mm-hmm. From there, how did you go down the path of really learning this and wanting to do this as your main focal point, which it is still today? Yeah, so I, as I've kind of done all these different modalities, I don't really ever think of it as one thing I've chosen. I really like the toolbox, and I blend them all together into kind of my own method. It's like the aligned life method. And so essentially... When I discovered the structural integration, it was like the last piece I needed to kind of seal the bundle of like this offering, you know? Which is so funny (laughs) how you explain what fascia is, which I want to get into. Right, exactly, exactly. So that was a really big piece for me. And I was like literally like possessed by, there was no way I wasn't going to do it. It's bigger than you. (laughs) I was. Let's go back and talk about what fascia is because we've been talking about it a little bit. I know, right? We need to unpack that. What is fascia and what is body intelligence? Yes. So... Fascia is this incredible connective tissue that wraps around our entire body, like kind of like a full body wetsuit. It lays underneath your skin and also above your muscles. It also wraps around each individual muscle. So that's the superficial fascia. That's the fascia that we would consider kind of the part of us that holds us up in gravity. It's like it actually creates our shape and form. So it has a very aesthetic part of the being, which is why all the celebrities love it, because it actually makes your shape different in your musculature different so that's the superficial fascia but also is it like now, the first layer after it's the skin? right underneath the skin okay yeah so it's like this stretchy webbing okay you know when you cut up a, open a chicken it's the white stuff in the chicken yeah that okay so you can see that's what the stuff i is. heard you talking about the orange too yeah and my orange. boy my boyfriend was like okay now i think i get it yes yeah, so and then you see how it's there's the orange 
fascia around between the skin and the actual, yeah. you know, fruit. But then there's the fascia that weaves through the little pieces yep. of the fruit. So we now know that the fascia weaves through all of your organs, your glands, all of your joints. It's literally now, we now know in, with the new science that it's touching every cell of your body and every system of your body. So what that means is there's 12 systems in the body. Okay, I'm not going to name them all, but digestive system, nervous system, lymphatic system, endocrine system, cardiovascular system. These are all things that are incredibly important to have vital, to have flow. So anytime the fascia gets dried up, thick and brittle, turns into like a, a knot, a piece of scar tissue, that's inhibiting the nutrients to flow through the body. So now we know that the system is weaving through us. This kind of webbing is weaving, weaving through us. But now what's the exciting thing? It's like the glue. But the exciting thing is not only is it this scaffolding, it's actually sending and receiving information. It is an information highway. It is sending sound, vibration, frequency, nutrients, and it's also flushing cellular waste. So if there are blockages in the flow of your fascia, everything becomes stagnant. Your metabolism slows down. Your ability to, you know, your immune system slows down. So there's even promising new research coming out that the possibility that working with your fascia can also either prevent cancer or even like slow and turn that makes so much sense smaller. That right? makes complete sense to me because I really believe that all disease is really just a physical manifestation of stagnation. Absolutely. 1,000%. And it leads to first inflammation, then right. the, the ailments and the messages. So this is where the body intelligence comes in. Okay. So not only is it sending and receiving information like from a cellular level, like mm -hmm. the nutrients and the waste, it's sending messages. So fascia is now being considered another sense. It's considered the sixth sense. This is... And this is not like over overall known 100%. This is all evolving, or I should say, this we're right on the precipice of some really exciting discoveries in this world of fascia. So the things that I'm saying, you know, they're all like new. They're new possibilities. So I don't want to be so black or white. Yeah. But because we now we now know that our senses so are so important to bring us back into our bodies. Don't you find bodies. it to be funny, though, that like it's 2023 and we haven't really gone into this. Like how crazy I just is find that? it to be really because intuition and gut is something that has been talked about forever and ever and ever. Yes. But not legitimized. Exactly. In like, in, like in published work, you know? Yeah. And not in our very kind of, I guess, masculine world. Yeah. You know, in the totally. world that we've been living in because it was always there and existed for many years. Yeah, before. it does feel very feminine. Actually. Yeah, it is definitely feminine. So so basically, this, the fascia, this webbing, the system, some people call it a collagen matrix. It's this incredible matrix. It's Some people even say it's a liquid crystal. So it's because it actually pulses energy and like actual electricity through the body. So, you know, I'm big on like earthing because mm -hmm. earthing actually helps you recharge that electricity through the fascia. So it's moving through the tissues. But now we know it's the sense organ. So we're also knowing that it's the sixth sense. So just as skin is to touch, fascia is to feeling. So our fascia, our feeling, our sensation organ is actually speaking to us through sensations like the chills, butterflies in your belly, when you can't swallow, that or you walk into a room when you feel your pelvic floor contract, 
you might be like, ooh, what's going on with the energy in here? It's feeling very tight and tense, maybe really controlled. And so there's all of these incredible messages that we've totally just We've actually, because we've numbed ourselves as a society, we've become out of touch with these messages and even pain. Pain is an amazing message from our system to basically say, slow down, make a change. You know, what is that pain about? A lot of pain shows up, not just from physical reasons, but from these emotional and um, energetic reasons as well. Is there one point within our fascia system that's like the main hub that's communicating, like how we would... Think of the brain communicating so many things to our body. Like, yeah. is there one main area or is it all equally communicative and like equally important? Well, it's all equal. But I would say if there's one area that can be extra helpful is the vagus nerve. Okay. So the, Where vagus, is the nerve, vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve is wrapped in fascia as well. And just like all your other nerves in your nerve, because your nervous system is think of it like this webbing that has like the lymph nodes flowing through it and then the nerves flowing through it and then the fascia itself has its own nerves as well but essentially the vagus nerve is one the, one of the most exciting nerves to activate because it helps us drop into our parasympathetic state mm -hmm. which is so important if we want to be able to to activate healing within our bodies if we're constantly in fight or flight or clutch we cannot be healing so the body will only do what like it will only heal you when you're actually at rest so i know that's kind of crazy so the vagus nerve lives in the brain or yeah it kind of floats through the brain around the ear comes down through the neck on both sides and then it comes down through your heart and then it goes down through your gut and all the way down into your pelvis so you can do a, we have so many amazing things in my online platform the align life studio so many beautiful practices to activate the vagus nerve breath work activates it meditation does even humming and singing does swaying simple little swaying, relaxing your jaw, ear massages. I mean, I could just keep going, but the vagus nerve is probably the one, one of the easiest ways in to come back into reconnecting back to those sensations, to feeling the messages from your tissues. You said something about how we're all numbing. And yeah. I mean, our phones yeah. are just the way that we eat sugar in this country. Mm. Our addiction to alcohol and normalizing it to the point that we have all topics I've talked about on the show yeah. a ton. There's some addictions that are normal, some addictions that are shameful, whatever. All yeah. of it is addiction. Yeah. What do you find right now and what you're hearing from your practice or people that are in your life, the numbing tools that you find to be the most dangerous ones because mm. they're so prevalent? I mean, absolutely the phone. <laughs> that is the most addictive one and probably the most harmful one, especially you know, with the younger generations as well, when we don't really have boundaries. I think of the phone as like junk food. It's that's like another it like kind of in sugar. my system. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And it hypes it you like. up and it gets you into the adrenals. It feels like an and empty, like a Dorito. Mm -hmm. Totally. So it's that quick fix. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I have all these great tools. Like I turn my phone on airplane mode. I don't turn it off of airplane mode until a certain time in the morning, try to get things going in the morning. And I just feel like, I mean, the phone, obviously alcohol, but I'm also I'm not a big believer in all or nothing because mm -hmm. I think there's really a way to have balance. And sugar is a big one. You're right, because sugar also that is a that is because we're constantly stressed and the adrenals are going and then we're looking for a quick hit or a fix. Yeah. So as we start to calm our nervous system and start to work, because anytime you work with your fascia, you're calming your nervous system down. You're coming back into your body. You're coming back into that intelligence of your body. You're learning to trust your body again. Listen to your body again. Work with your body and not against it. 
It's incredibly powerful. I mean, I can't tell you almost everyone in our community has lost like 80% of their sugar cravings by doing this work. And then, of course, you can imagine all the other things that happen when they do that. Right. Because, wait, what's happening, though? Like, is, is it is it that, like, you're able to tap into that moment where your instinct normally would be to get your phone or to, like, have the sugar and you have a beat? Is that what's happening? Yeah. So you're taking a moment. You're taking a breath. You're becoming more present. You're feeling more grounded. And you're nourishing yourself in other ways. Like, what, You're for nourishing example? yourself through connection, through sitting down and having that cup of tea, through essential oils, through taking that salt bath, or even just going for a walk in nature, getting outside, absorbing the natural light. There's all these other ways that we can feed ourselves through nourishment. We can nourish ourselves that don't have to do with food or phones. So if someone's like in a numbing cycle right now, they're hearing this and they're like, damn, like this is resonating. This resonates with me a lot of the time, (laughs) even though I can catch it sometimes, but I would say majority of the time I can find myself in these habits what do you find to be really useful, though, when it's your instinct or you're like going yes. to it? When do you catch it or like how well, do you challenge it? So the biggest thing that I hear all the time is that I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time to do my fascia flows. I don't know. How long have you been scrolling on Instagram? I mean, let's face it. We all have the same amount of time in our day. Mm-hmm. And look, we all are going to be on our phones as part of like I'm not against phones. It's more just like having these boundaries around our phones and realizing that if we want to connect to our creative energy and be more innovative and rise above the fluff, looking at your phone isn't going to do that. But tuning inwards and listening to your intuition and connecting and bringing in and asking for new ideas to come through you. And if you're more clear in your tissue and your energy, you will be able to be way more ahead of the curve. You'll be a trailblazer rather than jumping on the bandwagon. Totally. I'm curious, the difference between massage and acupuncture, which are the two I've never done, like a fascia release thing, which I really oh, yeah. want to do. Okay. But between massage and acupuncture, I found that massage, I have like immediate gratification and I do, I, I feel like an immediate release with acupuncture. It feels like it's hitting more of the channel and yes. it feels like the congestion piece Mm-hmm. like dissipates a little bit more. Is is there something to that with fascia? 1,000%. Okay. So the latest research we now know that when that your fascial planes match up with the meridians. So that was a recent piece of science that was discovered in the last few years. And so anytime you work with your fascia, you are working with your meridians. So especially in a lot of my methods and things that I teach, I also am helping people open up those pathways. And I look at it from a fascial perspective, but now we know it's doing the same thing. So it's opening up the organ channels. And anytime you work with your fascia, you're stimulating collagen. Same thing that happens with you get acupuncture, you're putting the needle in and it's actually stimulating collagen production and also asking for more flow through that area. So it's, you know, releasing the blockage and the congestion, which is why it's so phenomenal for like, you're right, like organ things or glandular things, endocrine things, hormonal things. And then, you know, Massage is great for flushing the lymph and all of that, but you've got to move your body and change the patterns, the biomechanical patterns, in order to get out of, because the body does something really beautifully. It compensates very well. And what will happen is year after year, time goes on, gravity happens, you have injuries, you have traumas, you have the weight of the world pushing on your shoulders, you start to become actually, you actually start to shrink and become wider and thicker and denser and more blocked. 
but it's totally preventable because fascia is malleable. It's not that the way that aging. we're supposed to be. No, absolutely not. Okay. We're designed to respond and compensate and protect for that time being. But a lot of times we get numb and we forget and then we stop listening to the messages and the sensations and the intuition and the instincts. And so we just sort of start walking around with these big blocks and these blocks of you can see them in the physical world, but you can also see energetic blocks and then you're vibrating it. So it's actually quantum like fascia is quantum. That is so sort of crazy. OK, so in a <laughs> recent therapy session, she was like, where do you feel it in your body? Yeah, I felt it in my throat where I feel a lot. My throat chakra. Yeah. And she was like, OK, we're going to sit with that feeling of contract. Of, it's like a contraction. Yeah. In your throat, we're going to sit and breathe through it and process it there. Amazing. And it was crazy how like literally 30 seconds of just breathing with my hand on my throat. Yes. I felt it dissipate like at the level that I would in an acupuncture session, I guess. Oh, you got it. You're okay. on it. This is it. This is That's one what of the it feels things. like. OK, so one of the things I realized living in New Zealand so far away from L.A. and New York mm -hmm. and having all my practitioners and everything, yeah. I had to like actually do the start doing the work on myself and I became my own guinea pig. So I created all these practices that can kind of mimic what you would get in a treatment that you can do to yourself, which means then you can do it more regularly. And it's not like you need hours and hours of time. It's basically weaving it through your day periodically. Like, like for instance, if you're about to walk into a meeting and you want to take a deep breath and you want to like, let's say you want to really speak your truth in this meeting, you're feeling a little fear or you're mm -hmm. like you were feeling that thing that was coming up. You have inner technology inside of you that goes along with the, the BI, mm -hmm. the body intelligence. And that inner technology, like something like humming or chanting, would actually open up the channels in there, release any inflammation or blockages, and then you would be able to actually speak probably louder with more confidence and more presence and be able to kind of assert yourself better. So you can do this in all parts of your body. It's pretty incredible. Where are the areas of the body where people hold most or where there's most congestion? I love that you asked this, Sophie. <laughs> so I wrote a whole book about this. It's called The Power Source. And essentially, there's these five areas that I found when I was working with people hands-on over the years. The pelvic floor mm -hmm. is a big one. So the pelvic floor is, I, I feel like if you can't get the pelvic floor working for you, then you're actually, because it's actually very much where we have a lot of creative energy in our pelvic floor. So Makes if sense. it's locked and blocked and you're clutched and white knuckling, it's going to lock up all the other centers above. So you've got the gut, you've got the diaphragm and lungs, you've got the heart and shoulders, and then the head, neck and jaw. And then of course there is the intuition as well. That's another one too, like the top of the head, the crown. But essentially these areas, what would happen is they would get, they get sort of like congested and then you're you're getting out of touch with your the instincts from that area and the glands also line up with those areas as well so it's a it's actually quite important for hormone health as well and energy health cellular totally. metabolism yeah. really is what it is so what are things that you do daily or things that you would recommend to the active ingredient listener on how to just check in with your body yep. and like <clears throat> is there something that you can do daily to just like have open flow of communication within your body well first of all I think as I want to answer that question, but I want to say one more thing first, which is that as AI is starting to come more into our world, we need to become more responsible for our BI, our body intelligence, because otherwise AI can do everything for us. But as we stop doing things, we literally become mush. Our brain will become mush and also our body will become mush. Literally, we will become like so saggy and like 
disconnected because once those nerves are shut down and you're not using them, the muscles start to atrophy and get all heavy and hangy. Like we literally will this become means like, like this. This means mentally suit. in addition to physically. Mental and physical. Okay. Yeah, totally. So so what what you can do, what I find is super important because we we essentially human beings are semiconductors. We're conducting energy, right? It's it's how our soul energy. pulses through mm-hmm. us. I know I love the Nicholas Tesla quote that's like, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, you got to start thinking in terms of energy and vibration. And so that's where I just got goosebumps, which right? is Goosebumps is your fascia speaking it's to you. Truth. Like the truth. Like every time resides. that I ha- that yeah. happens to me, I'm like, that's because that was 1000% truth. It's so, right? So this is the new world I think we're going into. And the more we can start thinking of ourselves as energetic beings, we will actually be able to manifest and create more of the lives that we want more easily with less force and, you know, more flow. That's what I'm What's all about. Take? I love that flow. you. Yeah, same. <laughs> I love your take. And like, just like, thank you for bringing up AI. Yeah. So, okay. In an example right now, there's a lot of people in creative spaces marketing that listen to yes. Active Ingredient. ChatGPT is like huge on copywriting yeah. and things that like are maybe something that would be a roadblock for being able to create in other spaces. Yeah. What is your take on like, how much do we, you know, delegate this to a ChatGPT or any other AI versus just kind of, I don't know if this would be considered white knuckling it, but like challenging yourself to actually use your brain in certain things that could be easier to offset. Well, I believe that we're going to more, we're not going to go away from the age of technology. Yeah. It's a big part of, I think, the way we will grow and evolve as mm-hmm. humans. There's a light and a dark to it. So I think we can use it in, you know, responsible ways. It's similar to using our phones in responsible ways or you know, even our computers in responsible ways. Like we can't just be a come a slave to it and need it at all moments and all times. So I think it's it can be helpful and it can make things more efficient. The other thing I find interesting though is it's it's still two years behind. So if you want to be a trailblazer and in innovating, you're still if you're writing content or creating content that no one else has, you won't be able to AI that. So I think that there will be people that will become really good at asking the right questions to AI and then getting great content that you can kind of massage and make into what you want it to really what you want it to say. So it's a good kind of rough draft, right? Yeah, But I think we cannot lean on it a thousand, a hundred percent because we need to continue to keep our creativity and our ability to use our our intelligences, our body intelligence, our mind. We have to keep that going because you, you know, you use it or lose it. That's how it works. This is a really big question. But do you think that like it can get to the point where it can like, I mean, our bodies are obvious. I, I believe in God. Yeah. Our bodies are God given. Mm-hmm. This energy that we're tapping into when we have decongestion and we have access to flow. That to me is like God is giving this to humans. Yeah. But like humans created AI. So do you believe that it's going to get to a place where AI can be that body intelligence or that it can like receive that same level of energy that we can receive from source? No, because I think we are just figuring out how powerful this meat suit is. Like the best, most advanced technology available on the planet is our bodies. We don't even know how much these bodies can do. I mean, like we had, we've only used what, like they say like 10% of our brain. Didn't we, didn't we learn that growing up? I mean, like we have no idea the potential and we've been told these things and we've been it's really so much about our programming, how we've been brought up and what are our belief systems and the the years of zero to seven when Mm -hmm. our subconscious mind is is actually being programmed. So what we learn during that time is all we believe unless we do the work on expanding our consciousness. 
consciousness will never be able to be matched in the way that we as humans have it because AI only knows what we know now. You know what I mean? Like as we start to awaken this inner technology and these we're like, you know, I'm big on like right now I'm big on like the biohacking stuff like red lights and lasers and all of those things. I mean, I think they're great, but I think there's actually a world ahead of us in the next, I don't know how many years where we will actually be able to access the inner technology within us. That'll be way better than any of those biohacking devices. So I'm like, I'm like on the research on that. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to deliver that to you guys. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a, a big, really big it's a big question, but that's such a good point. Like it can only know as far as we know. Exactly. And if we're only and scratching we don't the know. surface, like if you're saying that we're just, we, that there's not even enough research to talk about fascia at the level right? that we're talking about all the other senses. Exactly. That makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. So thank you. No, honestly, I really do. I've done a lot of research on this. I've talked to some people, big people in the AI space as well. So, yeah. and they're open to it. So, yeah, human beings are just, we haven't even cracked open, like, our potential. Do you feel like we're in an era right now where awakening is happening faster and faster? Yes, and I do think that, you know, COVID has helped that. I do. I think it was needed. Not not that it was easy, but it has made people crack open and make decisions more from their heart. I think we're going to continue, we're going to, we're actually going to start having live more from our heart. Chills again. So a lot of our world, the masculine that's been reigning the whole time, we've been living from our personal power, which is not a bad thing if it's imbalanced. But if it's personal power over trying to control others, then it's toxic and unhealthy. So we're coming into, ideally, a place where we're actually learning that power can be for everyone, power to the people. But also we can have more, live more from our heart. And like, I think more and more people are making decisions from their heart more, choosing careers that are more heart driven, not necessarily so much about, you know, what is success? Success is not just how much money you make or how many, how influential you are. It's how happy you are daily. How much joy and flow do you feel in your everyday life? That is true happiness and success. A thousand percent agree with you. Do you, are you familiar with human design at all? It's so funny (laughs) because a few people have sent it my way. You're the third now. So I'll have to do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I just, once you do, can you please message me? Because yes. I'm very curious your take on just everyone having different energy types. I don't know how familiar yes. you are with it at all, but. I am. It's like, yeah, there, how many are there? There's five different okay. types of human designs, yes. which to me seems like, I mean, I'm super obsessed with what I'm learning with the five, but I just feel like five doesn't feel like as expansive as we are as humans. Totally. But even with the five, I'm just like, I would you love little, your take. I would yeah. love your take on, it's all about like learning to navigate your energy yes. and everyone's energy system being a little bit different. And and, your, like, and also, isn't it like accessing your gifts as well? Kind exactly. Of? But yeah. it's your gifts, but like via your energy type, because you, wow. can, you can be you can have a similar gift to someone else who has a different energy type than you. And the way that you access it yeah. is different. Like if you're a projector, you have to wait for the invitation versus someone else who would be outwardly going for something. Oh, wow. So it's all about like learning to navigate your energetic system. Love that. Which makes sense. Yeah. To me. But anyway, that's no. And the fashion thing would actually really go well with it. Exactly. That's why I'm like, I had to ask. Like (laughs) that would be just so like meta. Yeah. Like doing exactly meta. Okay. So for just day to day practices that we Mm -hmm. can do to tap into our internal systems. Yeah. And I also would love for you to just expand on intuition because I think that I've told you before we started, that's one of the main questions that I get. Like, Mm -hmm. how do you access that? And can we access that daily? Is that available to us? Oh, absolutely. I mean, some people are given the gift when they're born and they kind of keep it. Some people have it when they're born and then it gets shut down. 
I think all of us are born with it. Probably we have more access to it when we're younger, where we're not having all the programming start to take over. So as we peel kind of the layers of like unworthiness and fear and, you know, the kind of force, the pushing through the tension, then we start to feel those sensations and feeling the sensations is the kind of the way into the intuition. So slowing down for, and it's not like you have to do it all day long, sit around and do nothing, but check in with yourself throughout the day. Find your feet, ground your feet and um, take a breath or three breaths. Take a few sighs. The sigh is a big one. Have you heard about the sigh? Okay, so the the sigh is a way, it's the number one scientifically validated way for our bodies, even over meditation, to reduce our stress and tune into our vagus nerve. Should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. So you're just going to take a deep inhale through your nose, hold it at the top, and then sip two more breaths in. And then you're going to do a big exhale (sighs) with the sound. You got to add the sound. Yes. Perfect. And let's do another one. (sighs) Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, so that is discharging the stress. And the stress is the thing that gets in the way of our instincts, our intuition, and our sensations. So the first way in, I would say, for people, because intuition is definitely one of those ones. It's like it's seen with, it's an an inner knowing, right? It's the third eye. It's like seen without having to see it, right? It's like seen beyond Mm -hmm. the physical world. But seen for people can show up in different ways. So as we slow down, discharge the stress, And that can be done through movement. Again, a lot of the practices that I've created are things that you can do at home now. And I mean, I'm a big fan of going, getting all the sessions and getting all the treatments, but sometimes you don't have time or money or space to do that. So doing things, I think more importantly, what what I find and what I've found is so helpful is doing things more regularly. So it's better to kind of not try to be perfect one day, but just get it in every day and you will see a difference. So for me personally, my morning routine is, is like, golden wake up upon waking there's a moment between sleep and consciousness or or conscious awareness like when you're in your like conscious mind Mm -hmm. and when your subconscious mind is more available that's it's quick it's a really quick time don't look at your phone stay with your eyes closed and say some sort of affirmation or mantra so you could say like i effortlessly and gratefully live in the body of my dreams if that's something you want to bring into you i wake up you just say i'm grateful you know, you want to set yourself up for your day. So that will actually get into your subconscious and help you live energetically like that throughout the day. So that takes like one second, right? You do a few affirmations. Then the other thing you can do is get up and go right directly to the light. Go to the light, whether it's a window, if you can walk outside, go get the natural light. This is an amazing way to recharge our body battery and to actually nourish ourselves and help with our circadian rhythm. So this is all bringing you back into the rhythm of your body, to your body intelligence. And then if you can, find some sort of something to stand on earth. If you don't have that, you can have an earthing mat. But getting some sort of earth energy also helps bring you back into your body. And it recharges you and decreases inflammation. It's so simple. in grass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is literally so undervalued in our our society and culture. And people like look at you like you're crazy. It's like. I think that I feel like, I mean, I'm sure people look at me like I'm crazy. Like I pass by a tree and I have to put my hands on it. Hug the tree. I literally had a tree in my apartment like three apartments ago. 
that was yeah. right outside my window. And I would literally hug it. And I'm like, I have become that tree hugger. That's but I was like that desperate for connection to nature. Well, you're felt disconnected from it. No. And even though you can't see it, there's you're picking up electrons. You're literally recharging 1, the electricity in your body. And that's so that's something I talk a lot about is that our fascia is the Wi-Fi of our insides because it's sending and receiving the information. And it's also not just within us. It's actually the Wi-Fi is extending between you and I and our hearts right now. We're having heart coherence because we're having mm-hmm. a heart to heart conversation. So the it's really the system, you know, I showed I told you earlier, it's this webbing, but it's the energy going through the webbing. And that energy extends beyond our physical body and extends into our quantum energy and beyond just you and I, it's extending into the city, into the world, into the collective. So what we power in our own bodies, we're powering into the collective energy as well. So it really is like, you know, people say self-care is healthcare. Like literally like self-care actually sends a ripple effect to the planet. So it's, it's incredibly powerful. I mean, my morning routine is really simple. It sounds long, but I do tongue scraping. I also will do my five minute fascia flow standing on the earth. I'll do these. I open up the five fascial pathways that are all connected to the meridians. And then, of course, I'll do I love rebounding, jumping on a little trampoline. That's amazing. If you want to for people that want to lose weight, if you want to even release like toxic energy, it's great even just for like two minutes, you know, between meetings or you're feeling really overwhelmed. And then I love doing that. You say that I'm sorry to cut you off. but It's like you're saying all these things that like I'm sure that I've heard them. I'm sure that I've heard them because I'm in the health and wellness space. But like, yeah. I I will do things literally just out of nowhere. Like I'll feel really congested or a lot of energy in my like upper yeah. heart and throat area, and I'll just literally go outside to the balcony and just jump for a song, and I'm perfect. Done. Exactly. But it's like so wild that you have like this whole system, and it's like things that I felt like I just wanted to do in the middle of the day out of nowhere. Yeah. And that's, well, you're clearly very connected to your intuition and just your feeling sensations. It's yeah, beautiful. But is it? Okay. This is a question <laughs> about being connected because I actually yeah. did a solo about being, feeling disconnected. I don't believe that we're ever actually fully disconnected, yeah. but it's like a fogginess or like, you're just like not yeah. remembering at that point. Do you believe that like we have the capacity to be connected at all times or is that being superhuman? Like, is that well, not? I think we are always connected. There's, I mean, like, unless we're dead, right? Or, but like, but like being, (laughs) yeah, I agree. We're always connected, but always being in remembrance of the connection. No, you're right. Yeah. I would say a lot of, like, we get disconnected to the things that are already happening in here. Like we kind of touched on that earlier. It's like, there's so many incredible things happening inside of us that we, but we disconnect because we get too much in our head. Mm -hmm. We get too heady. We overthink things and we get into control and then we get into force and then that, really does affect the energy around us, the vibration around us. That's no joke. Can we stay connected all the time? I think it's sort of like asking, can we be in alignment all the time? Because that's my thing. Align your body, align your life. Alignment is a work in progress. It's never a destination. It's a journey. It's an ebb and flow. It's a force and flow. But what we've been in in our culture and society is too much doing, too much force. So we're coming, and that's the, the masculine. And so now we're bringing more of the feminine energy and the feminine energy is not just sitting around doing nothing. No, no, it is don't. wild, chaotic, creative. It's where it's where ideas come from and innovations. So it's a very powerful piece, but needs the strength and support and foundation of the masculine. So I I feel and know that we're coming into more of a balanced place. Even the feminist movement was quite masculine because then we wanted to try totally. to be exactly like men. But the reality is, is that women have their superpowers and the feminine energy is rising in both men and women. It's not just rising in women. 
So it's the feminine energy is nurturing, connecting, heart to hearts. It's more heart. It's more expansive. It's a little more chaotic and it's a little wild Fun. and crazy, <laughs> but it's, you know, and then we're bringing more sensuality and joy and pleasure into, and that's a lot of what I teach in my movements is getting people to feel more connected and actually enjoy their bodies more and feel like even getting into the sexuality of things. You know, our culture has really pushed things so extreme. It's either like zero to a hundred. It's mm -hmm. like there's this whole in between because sexual energy isn't just about sex. It's actually about connection, charisma, creativity, and Presence. also, yeah, exactly. I really want to understand a little bit more about the body keeping the score. People are obsessed oh, with that yes. book. Yes. I've heard you talk about trauma mm. living in our fascia. Talk to me a little bit more about that for someone who's listening who has no idea what that even means. This is a big one. Yeah. I really want to get into it because I feel like my listeners will care. It's it's incredibly important because this is the work that I've, you know, been doing for so long. And we, you know, we've been doing it from a physical, aesthetic, you know, biomechanical and biological. But now we're realizing that there's this, you know, with the fascia and the meridians, this energetic. But now we're realizing that actually some people in the fascia world believe that fascia is the subconscious mind. So, you know, we've got our mind in our body. We have our thoughts and our emotions. And so our emotions are in our subconscious, right? So a lot of times that's why disease shows up in people's bodies, right? So negative emotions. If you're familiar with Bruce Lipton's work, The Biology of Belief, he's one of my Bibles. I love okay. him so literally much. Buying it. Yeah, the biology of belief this. is like one. I literally listen to it at least once a year. And I listen, like when I first listened to it, I probably listened to it like five times in a row. Anyway. Sounds very Ted Lasso y. Have you watched Ted Lasso? <laughs> no, I've heard of oh it. Oh my though. God. You would love it. Totally. <laughs> but I need to literally. So his it. body of work is really about like that our belief system is totally wrong with like why people get sick. And he believes that 99% of the reason why people get sick are either trauma toxins or negative thought patterns i a and so, thousand percent believe this i i'm a big believer i guess like follower of louise hay yes and how okay. her she has her dictionary of like totally. all of these diseases I love her stuff it's so yeah. good so it's similar yes and so it a lot of it has to do with the vibration being lowered the inflammation showing up and then you're the congestion happening and then you're just more you're going to be more susceptible to these things showing up in your body right and so if you can't get them out and let them move through, then they will linger and then they become all these other issues. So when we talk about trauma specifically, it's a really big piece because every, so the mind can only take, can only kind of deal with so much at once. Like right now in this moment, if we were really present with every single thing that's happening around us, like all the different lights and the plants and the paint and like your eyes and you know what I mean? Like we literally would be so mesmerized. We'd be like, <laughs> Oh my God, we'd be on mushrooms. We'd be like, on, and that's what happens on mushrooms. You become so aware of everything going on, the surroundings, and so grateful of it. So what's happening is the mind can only deal with so much. So let's say you go through a traumatic incident. What will happen is you can only process so much in the, in the actual thinking critical mind. It, everything that experience still has happened, it gets lodged and stuck in the body. So until we emote it out, and emotion is energy in motion. So until we move that energy out, it will either become weight, like actual physical weight, like a padding. And that's why like people go and some people go to the gym and try to work out and lose all this weight. They can't because it's emotional energy that's stuck, literally like a padding to protect them. So emotions get stuck in the tissues and they 
they have different areas. I don't really like to put it in such a container. Like they say that anger lives in the liver. Okay, so that's a Chinese medicine thing. I mean, I do believe that, but I also think anger could live in your ear. You know what I mean? Like depends on what happened or what. So there's, I don't like to, it's such a, it's not a black or white thing, but I do know that when we release the tissue tension, that a lot of times people will have these crazy, incredible emotional breakthroughs, major breakthroughs, like releasing trauma from like so long in the past, this bag of coals that they've been carrying around for their whole life. And they've let that go. And that shows up in having way more energy available for them to do anything like creativity, connection. Even people will lose weight. It is incredible. Like the trauma thing is such a big one because so many people have had trauma these last few years, especially. But you don't. The thing is, it's like the Gabor Mate thing. Trauma is not it's not actually what happened. It's actually how your body dealt with what happened. How you internalized it. How you internalized it. And there's power in that. A thousand percent. And I also, I want to say this like so clearly because I think that there's a lot of fear around the word trauma. Yes. And that it is like put in this category and and that is a very real, like there are real, real big traumas. Big T trauma, little T trauma. (laughs) But to your point, trauma is really just something that dysregulated you and it's how you yes. took it. So even if like you have two different scenarios and one societally is seen as like something that's like the worst thing ever and then something is seen as really normalized and it's a, a constant thing. But the person who is receiving it or was on the other end of it internalized it in a certain way. Their trauma can materialize in a way more dysfunctional way. I just got the chills you saying that. Exactly. So then other traumas, I guess. I don't know. You just totally nailed it. So it's all about your perspective of how you see it is really like how you how much like your you, truth of it. Yeah, yeah. your truth, because you can't really put trauma in a box. You to cannot be honest. put trauma in a box. I mean, look, we have a stress and trauma. You have two different types of stress. You have just like daily stress and then you have like stress that like lives in you always and you're constantly living in fear. And then that yeah. can re- but like trauma is it's based on perception and and like how you feel in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I wanted to make that distinction because I feel like a lot of people will go through their lives saying, well, I was never traumatized. Yes. Like, I didn't go through, you know, these horrible things that people talk about. So I, yeah. I was never traumatized. So like all of my behavior is like, I don't know, that's just me being lazy or that's just me like being me. But it's like, no, actually, every, I would argue that every single person has gone through trauma on some level. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think that there is definitely a black and white to both, right? Yeah. Because some people could then use it as an excuse. And yeah, but absolutely, I believe that it really depends on where you're at and, and also your history of, you know, your life and your upbringing, all and those things. And even before you, like, I mean, we can go yes, deep on intergenerations. It, it is just, to your point, it lives in our systems. Yes. And so to ignore absolutely. that. Yeah. Is to ignore your own capacity, I guess. And everyone will have some sort of trauma or stress happen. There's not one human being on the planet that's not. No matter how wealthy you are or famous you are, you're all going to have trauma. Like everyone is. But the thing is, it's not what happens. It's how we deal with it. So it's like, yes, it's we want to have compassion for that moment. We want to learn from it. We want to grow from it, evolve from it. We don't want to carry it with us forever. Mm-hmm. You know, even totally. the good or the bad, like the exciting things like. You know, you know what I mean? Like, because it just takes you out of feeling grounded and connected. Peaceful. Yeah. Okay. So 
I just want to give a tool also for anyone listening. And this is also a little bit selfish for me. Yeah, I love Whenever, it. And we're in New York. So like, I feel like anyone who's listening from New York, you get it. Like mm. you can leave and get home at the end of your day and you're like, <clears throat> oh my God, I feel like I need to just yeah. take this mm-hmm. energetic cloak off of me. How love can that. we at the end of the day kind of do a scan to just release all of the energy that we're intaking from everyone else around us and even from our own self and subconscious? I mean, there's so many ways, but one of the best ways is to do shaking like somatic shaking and swaying and kind of some little bit of these kind of somatic movements, dancing, like just for a few minutes. And then you can do the tapping that helps remove cellular waste as well. Emotional, energetic, emotional. I mean, lymphatic as well. So tapping, slapping yourself is really good all the way through your whole body and your guts, especially the sigh is amazing. Get home. Actually do the sigh like periodically throughout my day. I feel like we do that normally. Like, you know what I mean? You get yeah. home and you just like put your stuff down and you're like, oh. right? Yeah. yeah. So there's a reason we do that. That's yeah. one of the inner technologies. Dancing, humming, bouncing, getting on a roller is amazing. Salt baths are phenomenal. Sweating, doing an infrared sauna is one of my favorite go-tos as well mm. to yeah. purge that stuff out. Yeah. So it's but more more importantly for me, it's really about these specific movements that are really opening up the planes and clearing the cobwebs, too. So you can do them in the morning and then in the evening, too, when you come back. And those are your on day. your site. Yeah. OK, well, I mean, I need to link that immediately. Yes, they're really simple and <laughs> yeah. effective. And a lot of them, I mean, I have five so minutes tools. Yeah, I have five minute flows. Yeah, That's five so minute fascia flows. On. Oh my yeah, God. Okay. I just felt it when I was down there in New Zealand. I was like, everyone needs a shorter one. I think people are fatigued from the fitness and wellness world. Like, oh my gosh, how many more things can we add to our to-do list, right? What about if we could just do less? It's quality over quantity. And if we had the awareness and could use our body intelligence to tune into knowing, because if you know what your body needs, then it's going to become more efficient. So it's like leaning into really like trusting, listening to your body first trusting your body, starting to love your body. When you start to love your body, it will work for you really well. And quickly. Really well, really well. I mean, I this trip we've been on here in New York, it's incredible how many people have come up to me in person and said, I've lost 30 pounds from your program. Like literally crying, telling me like they've lost 30 pounds. They found me during COVID in 2020 and they've like completely transformed their whole life. Not only have it's they lost about the weight, weight, even for it's them, emotional. Yeah. They feel more connected to themselves really powerful stuff. I have to ask you this question because I genuinely want okay. to know your thoughts on this. Yeah. With the Ozempic rise. Oh, yeah. Let's definitely and, talk about this. And, I love it. I mean, I was talking to my family about this <clears> and I was just like, I feel like I don't know how like how far down the road we're going to be seeing the ripple effects of kind of bypassing <clears> the emotional yeah. connection to the weight gain or the weight thing that they're dealing with. Yeah. What are your thoughts? To be honest, it's another way to numb the pain. It's another way to have a quick fix. I mean, it's not a terrible drug for what it was intended for and used for. So I'm not right. like, I'm not anti-Western medicine. We need it all. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of it all. But I really do believe if you're not dealing with all these other layers of a human being, a human being is not just physical. Like there's, I mean, I don't care who you talk to. Everyone knows there's something else going on there, right? There's energy. There has yeah. to be energy in us, right? So if you're by, it's a bypassing. It's a you know, bypassing. People talk about spiritual bypassing. This is totally like body bypassing. You're literally bypassing the what your body is trying. You're, if you're holding excess weight, there's a reason. There's a root cause. It is not getting to the root cause at all. You know, and so I think 
honestly, what will happen is people will get other diseases. To be honest, I really do believe that they, because if you're not, as we were talking about earlier, if yeah. you're not talking, if you're not dealing with your stuff, your body's going to come a knocking harder. Yeah, totally. It's going to knock it's a heck like of a lot listen. harder and it's going to bang that door down. Totally. It's another kind of, that would have been like using AI too much, right? Instead of coming back to the BI where we could actually really tune in to the inner technology of our bodies. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> okay. Body bypassing. I've actually never said that one. I like that. It's yeah, like I literally bypassing. It's literally your body bypassing. It's, you're actually bypassing. But I think, you know, pain or weight, like, why are we trying to like just pretend like it's not there or numb it or just like we need to look at it. Yeah. Come back to reality. Let's get real with ourselves and realize that pain is a message. Pain, what if pain is not the problem? What if pain is the solution? What if that weight that you're carrying is not the problem? What if it's the solution telling you, I need you to do X, Y, and Z? I need you to make changes and shift, <laughs> right? All over my body. Yes. Oh my gosh. 1,000%. Yeah. What is something that you know with full certainty, with every ounce of your being, that you wish everyone on planet Earth knew? That they have this incredible, powerful healing within them or healing energy available to them at any time. The same energy that created our lives also is pulsing through us right now. So we have every single person that's living on the planet has access to that energy at any time. So good. So and awakening the healer within. That's a big message of mine. Amen too. to that. Yeah. So the active ingredient listener is a seeker. Okay. They are. I was telling you before the show, we are seekers. We are curious. Love it. For someone who really wants to live in alignment and have their aligned life. What is the first step or like what is the best next thing after closing this podcast and shutting it down and like tuning into themselves? What is like the first thing that you would tell them that you would recommend? I mean, to be honest, it would be buy a foam roller. <laughs> great. So crazy. No, that's not crazy but at honestly, all. No one said that on the show yet. So I that's know, great. Right? Because yeah. it's like it's the thing that you can do with yourself every day and you can lay on that thing long way and it brings you right back into physical alignment. When you find physical alignment, you can find emotional alignment, energetic alignment. You bring yourself back in. Bring yourself back into your sensations, into your body. And when you roll, you immediately, it's in, its undeniable. You will feel something. I want people to start feeling again. They need to start feeling. And so if we use the roller to get them to feel first, it's just immediate. It's that quick fix right away. And then you're kind of like, I'm ready to open this door and open the chapter and bring more light into my body. You know, allow that light to shine through the cracks. I mean, truly, when we work with our fascia, we're becoming lighter. We're actually becoming more enlightened through becoming lighter. Because when we release the tension and the heaviness and all the fear, we actually become a lighter person, a lighter but stronger person that vibrates higher. A vehicle in connection with source. Yes. There you go. So we're opening up that channel. I love it. Okay, where yeah. can we? Well, obviously, I'm going to link everything of where to find you. <laughs> but where can anyone listening? Can we just like go get body work like this, like anywhere? Or how do you? Where do you find so these you people? If you want to have this kind of body work, it's yeah. called structural integration. It's kind of like different forms of yoga. Okay. So there's Rolfing, structural integration, and Heller work structural integration. So find a body worker because it's a series of ten sessions. You go through all the different areas of the body, which is what all my programming is about as well. So you're not just like doing the same thing every time or having like yeah. you go to have a massage. It's like the same sequence. 
this is like opening up all these areas. And then it's also helping with the physical and emotional and energetic aspects too. So body work as well as diving into getting into doing these rolling and bouncing. And like I have a thing called the fascia body comb. So it's kind of like dry brushing meets body gua sha. So this is another amazing and I have a beautiful body oil that comes with it as well. So that's another little. You do that at night? I do it actually at the end of my shower when I'm all hot and you slather the oil on and you just like it literally takes like maybe two or three minutes and you just get around the areas maybe where you're feeling some collagen breakdown or some tension. So it's amazing for beauty benefits. People love it because you as soon as you apply the pressure, you're actually stimulating the stem cell reservoirs that are available to you. So this is that inner technology I was talking about earlier. People don't realize we have all of this stuff within our bodies that we just need to activate. Access, or yeah. like an active ingredient. Yeah. We need to activate it. That's exactly yeah. right. You're hitting so it. So good. I love it. And then last question. What is something that you've unlearned or that you've worked really hard to unlearn? It could have been societal programming, Ooh. conditioning, a belief system that you've been able to relearn in a really like rooted in truth way. Mm. I mean, it's sort of a lot of what we've been talking about, but like follow your instincts, follow your gut, follow that thing that speaks to your heart. Because when you come from your heart and you live authentically, truthfully, and you're, you know, being you, like things will show up. And, you know, like, like you were saying with the human design thing, it's not always like, oh, I'm going to become a body worker and then I'm going to be like low rocks and like, you know, (laughs) but it could be something else totally different. Like, it's just tune into what you want to do. What feeds your soul? What sets your soul on fire? And then when you can find that, that can turn into a career, a passion, and then you can make a huge difference on the planet. So that's what I feel like I learned. I was lucky to learn that. And I'm so grateful I've learned that too. And I learned it through some pain, you know, turning that pain into purpose. I think we have to end on that note (laughs) now that I have full body chills. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being here. If there's anything else that you want to shout out on the show, just oh yeah well check out my free seven day fascia challenge amazing fasciachallenge.com anyone and everyone is available to start for a seven day fascia journey and it's so easy and fun and joyful and playful and you will feel an incredible difference just within a week so I cannot yeah, wait to give try. It a try. I'm, I'm doing the five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night literally yeah. today. No, it will be a game changer. Okay. Definitely. I can't wait. Thank exactly. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for getting to the end of the episode. And more importantly, thank yourself for choosing to learn more about how to come home to yourself. As always, take what resonates with you and simply let go of what doesn't. I would really appreciate it if you can give the show five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever it is that you listen, because that's the way that the show will continue to grow. And we are all about growth here. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next week.